Welcome to the Contagious Hope Podcast, where we believe that things don't just happen by chance, but that God is working in every detail of life. We believe, like the Bible says, that he who began a good work in us will bring it to completion. So he's not done with you yet, and there is much hope to be had as we seek out the abundant life Jesus promised and daily move closer to our heavenly home. So with that said, let's jump right in to our next episode of Contagious Hope. Hey y'all, hallelujah, we just got through Easter weekend, one of the best weekends of the whole year. So thank you Jesus for making the colors brighter in the world. And you know, for believers, that's just an incredible, incredible holiday, that and Thanksgiving. Two holidays where you think about what God has done, where you get to be thankful for what God has done and you celebrate that with families. Uh, So there's nothing better than that. So you eat good food, you celebrate, you take naps, you rest. Uh, And you just glory in the fact that when Jesus rose again, we get to rise again. This world is not our home with all of the trouble that you see in the newspapers in the world. uh, We don't have to succumb to that. We don't have to bow to that. Uh, We bow our knees to the one and only Lord of all mankind who is alive today and well. And so I told you that we're going to visit on Easter and this is the day after Easter. So one more reason for me to need grace and so I want to tell you the second half of my testimony today, because I promised that. So I told you about some yucky stuff that went on in the first half of my testimony, like the first half of all of our testimonies, since we have yucky stuff. But here's the second half. I went, When I was in college, I went on a trip called AFCO, Aggies for Christ in the Orient. Shout out to all of you guys and gals that went on that trip. And it was incredible. We went to Southeast Asia, and we spent about two months in the Philippines, in Thailand, and in Malaysia. And I got to share my faith really for the first time ever, which you don't, you can't teach what you don't know. So if you're sharing your faith, it means you really have an understanding of your faith. And I got to baptize people and share Jesus with them, and it was an amazing experience. One of the things that marked that experience the most for me was in a slum in the Philippines. Oh man, they didn't have much. These, this truly was a slum. And kids started coming out of the woodwork, though. And we were high-fiving them and loving on them. Most of the, the boys didn't have shirts on. Hardly any of the kids had shoes on. Uh, the shorts or underwear that they were wearing had holes in them. Uh, but these kids either were overjoyed to see these white people that didn't look like them, that were sharing a message that was new, or they did know Jesus. Either way, they were so excited. And by the end of it, we had we got to do a makeshift vacation Bible school but what it made me realize that is in America, we have so much, you know, I came back home to the grocery stores and there's every type of food that you can ever imagine and a lot that you've never heard of. And over there, they just don't have hardly anything, but the believers have hope because they have Christ and that's really all you need. So when I came to that realization, I, the Lord got a hold of my heart. He changed me. He just changed me. He just like, I used to be this old way and now I'm this new way. And the only thing in the middle to explain it is Jesus Christ. Uh, so if you're talking with an unbeliever, love them well, be respectful of them, listen to them, but but also help them understand that you can't put that on a Bunsen burner. You can't 
prove that with a scientific method that I used to be this old way, which for me was really selfish. And then I came back a new way, which was looking outside of myself, wanting to volunteer at the Boys and Girls Club. I got real serious, and so I changed my major to, to you know pre-physical therapy. I started, instead of sitting on the back rope with a hat flipped around and only paying attention about three-fourths of the way, I started sitting on the front row and became a big nerd and started answering questions. I wore a tie because I worked at a physical therapy clinic that where we had to wear ties. And so uh, this gangsta on the back row, that wasn't really a gangster, I want to be, I guess, but it starts sitting on the front row with the tie and people are like, who are you and what have you done with Michael? And I was like, well, you're going to have to ask the Lord because he did something with me. So much brighter colors. Uh, I, I, I wanted to serve and love well, just like Jesus has done with me. So, so my story changed on a dime. And so I came back and this sweet, beautiful young lady, Denise Livingston, finally noticed me she had dated some of my other my, my other friends and a few other guys are listening um uh, she finally found me sorry I, I want her over i want her heart so uh and everything just turned for the better because of jesus and what he did so hallelujah for sunday hallelujah for the resurrection day uh, hallelujah for the way god changes lives and that's why i want to do this podcast is because there's so many talking heads out there saying all kinds of crazy things and they're not talking about the Bible, which is the only uh, way of truth, right? Jesus is the way, the truth, the life, John fourteen six. No one comes to the Father except through him. We're not apologetic about that. Um, so glory to God and, and happy Easter, everyone, even though it's the day after. But really, let's live as if Easter is every day, right? The, the resurrection, we could be re- reminded about the resurrection every day, and we can be renewed every day. We're supposed to die by the way to ourselves every day. Uh, and, and in Second Corinthians, it says we become a new creation. And so this new creation is alive in, and well in me, except for the fact that, and this is where I want to make a point, testimonies don't mean, hey, I've got it figured out. Everything's all perfect now. Uh, testimonies just means, hey, this is where God got a hold of my heart and I trusted him with my life. But I still wrestle. Jacob wrestled with the angel of God. We wrestle with our flesh. And so I just want to talk about humility today. And how I need more of it. Um, We're going to read in Philippians 2, because this defines very well what humility means. And then we're going to talk about false humility. And I need purse, because I have that too, often enough, too often. Philippians 2, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves. Not looking to your own interest, but each of you to the interest of others. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above Every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, and in heaven, and on earth, and under the earth, and every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. That's Philippians 2, 3 through 11. A beautiful definition of humility. Uh, that Jesus made himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant. In Matthew twenty twenty eight, it says, Hey, not that I've come to be served, but to serve and give my life as a ransom for many. Jesus came for the simple fact that he was going to give his life up for us. That is why he came. That is uh, the destination 
that is the purpose for him to come to this earth is to live the perfect life. Uh, and, and so we don't have to, to take our sins that we inevitably will have, put them on the cross and then raise again and defeat sin and death. It is very simple, but it's very glorious. And if you've trusted Jesus, that can happen with your sins too. And you have hope. If you haven't trusted Jesus, then there's really no other hope. So sorry to lay that on you, but I need to lay that on you because I need to tell the truth. One of the things about doing a podcast is I need your prayers that I would not try to be a people pleaser and say things that uh, would please people. And so I need to, to have true humility and not false humility. Here are some examples in my life of false humility. Now remember, false humility is at the outset doing something that looks noble. You want to make yourself really look religious or, or noble or spiritual in some way. But at the bottom line, the deepest root, root of that is selfishness, right? It is um, selfish ambition, selfish pride. And we see, it's interesting, Moses is the most humble man on the face of the earth, the Bible says. But there was one instance in the wilderness where the Israelites did not have enough to drink. And so they complained to Moses. And God said, hey, take this staff that I gave you and go with the Israelites to this rock. And I want you to speak to the rock. And instead, Moses says, I'm going to read some of this in Numbers 20. Moses says, listen, you rebels, must we, must, bring, must we bring you water out of this rock? Then Moses raised his arm and struck the rock twice with his staff. Water gushed out, and the community and their livestock drank. It's so Hollywood, so much power in that moment. Listen, you rebels, and Moses, you know, in all this power, does this. But the rest of the verse says, the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, because you did not trust in me enough to honor me as holy, in the sight of the Israelites, you will not bring this community into the land that I give them. The one arrogant slip up by Moses Moses resulted in him not going in the promised land. God takes very seriously when we try to steal some of his glory, any of his glory. Uh, we're supposed to be glory reflectors, just hold a reflector so that when people look at you, you're reflecting that glory all back to God. So anyway, here's some examples of them, some things as my testimony continues to unfold, um, some things I thought about just a day or two ago in ways that I am I have practiced false humility in the really recent past. So I need prayer. And let me be the first as I, I lead a podcast to say I need your prayers and accountability and support so that I, again, will say things that people need to hear, not just what sounds good. All right, here's some examples of me falling into false humility. While leading a hymn at church recently, I literally thought as I was singing about how I thought people would think it sounded good, and I hope they would let me know about that. Uh, While doing this Christian podcast, I constantly have this desire to want to check to see how many downloads it has. While praying for my wife daily, I often think about it just you realize what a catch I am which is sounds so silly just really super arrogant while working on my mother's sprinklers lately I was thinking while I was working on them I'm just totally telling on myself so thanks for letting me be an open book here Uh, while I was working on my mother's sprinklers I was thinking to myself I sure hope my siblings notice about these things I'm doing for my mom hope they notice these things Um, while serving my patients at work. I might do or say something that fuels or sounds impressive, and I'm kind of proud of myself. And so I think, I I wonder if this patient or my physical therapist assistant I'm working with 
notices what a good PT in person I am. Um, there's this sweet little lady that we help out some, and I, I went to see her the other day, and I so wanted to tell my kids that I had gone to see her so they would be impressed with that act of service. These are just some that I just thought of just like that happened real recently. So I'm riddled with selfish ambition, if I'm honest. So I confess that, repent of that. But the opposite of false humility, and this is what I'm desiring, is true humility. And that's doing the right thing just because it's the right thing to do. Even if people don't think highly of you, it's not the most popular thing to do or to say. Remember that Jesus was called a man of sorrows. Jeremiah was called the weeping prophet. It meant if you go read Jeremiah, he had some rough stuff to say to people they needed to hear. It was the truth, but it was not really what people wanted to hear. So he ended up in shackles and chains in the, at the bottom of a well at one point to die. So anyway, that's I need your prayers for courageousness and boldness as we get into more controversial topics. I, I need to I'm saying this before we start into to these things as the days or months or years or whatever go on, I, I go on as long as God allows this podcast to go on. I just need you to pray for me, uh, please. And that's where Easter Sunday comes in because Easter Sunday looks at us, Jesus, excuse me, looks at us and he says, hey, uh, well, let me just read. This is Matthew 28 at the end of Matthew 28 when Jesus appears again after his resurrection. Then the 11 disciples went to Galilee to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshiped him, but some doubted. Then Jesus came to them and said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, Go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. And surely I'm with you always to the very end of the age. Today I was reading about God's charge to Joshua after Moses passed away. Joshua took over leadership of the Israelites, and God told him over and over and over again, Hey, I am with you. Be strong and courageous. Be very courageous. That's the prayer I have, not just for me, but for all of us as we go out into the world where there's like sheep among wolves, right? And so be very strong and be very courageous. Jesus looks at these disciples and it says some worship despite all he had done, raising people from the dead and doing miracles and making blind men see and maybe cripple walk and the the mute speak and frankly being resurrected. Oh my goodness. Wow. And some doubted, the Bible says they, they worship, but some doubted. But Jesus looked at this crowd of people who are wholeheartedly dedicated, sold out to him, and the people that struggle and doubt. And depending on the day, I'm maybe one or the other. And he says to them, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. And I'm looking you right in the eye, Jesus says, and I want you to go, you, all of you, even the ones that doubt, go and make disciples of all nations. It's not about your ability to do it. And that's such good news. Because listen, I failed my driver's test the first time. I failed my PT licensure exam the first time. Like there's so many things that I was on the A-team in eighth grade. Mm -hmm. Yep, on the A-team basketball. Well, the reason why is because the whole A-team pretty much flunked out. And so I got promoted from the B-team 
to the A-team and my famous move, because I was so much shorter than everybody else, was to go into the lane and fake like I got fouled and fall down. And most of the time they'd call a foul. Just a little bit of Perkins trivia. But anyway, Jesus looks at the crowd and he's like, hey, listen, it's not about your your ability to do anything. It's about me in you. Now go make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I'm with you always till the very end of the age. That's the message of Easter Sunday, not just the resurrection, but the fact that he handed the almighty baton of disciple making to you and to me. Now go get to work, y'all. Let's get to work. What an honor. It's not about us. His power is made perfect in our weakness. We know his power is made perfect in our weakness. Second Corinthians 12, 9 says, but you know, his grace is sufficient for us. So he can make me, a little old me, he can make me into a disciple maker and make you into one. So all at once, the resurrection means that Jesus arose and defeated sin and death. Your ugly sins are gone. My ugly sins, the first half of our testimony, which is always pretty much ugly for most all of us. Your mediocrity is gone. Your failures are gone. Your doubting is gone. And especially your self-pious, overly religious false humility, pharisaical, judgmental, and I need prayers for that too, that I wouldn't be that. It's all gone because Jesus' blood covers it and he's made you a new version of you, a better version of you. The old is gone, the new has come. So hallelujah for Easter Sunday, hallelujah for the resurrection, hallelujah for a new you and a new me. Now let's go make disciples, hallelujah. And may the grace of the Lord Jesus be on all God's people. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Contagious Hope. Be sure to follow our Instagram page at contagious.hope.podcast. And feel free to DM any questions you have concerning any topics discussed. Signing off for Contagious Hope, where Jesus gives us all the hope we'll ever need.